The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. And Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And also my show is on KFNX in Phoenix, Arizona. I have, I'm actually located in Phoenix, Arizona. The Voice America studio is here in Phoenix. And I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. I do have a lot of respect for uh, Dr. Andrew Wakefield. I will be talking to him. I have interviewed uh, Del Bigtree in the past, as well as Dr. Suzanne Humphreys and Polly Tommy. And uh, today we will be talking about his uh, film, The Act, which will be coming out in the future. I also want to talk to him about the problems with the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986, which was signed into law by President Ronald Reagan. I want to talk to him about what we can do to repeal this Vaccine Injury Act and uh, so much more. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure uh, because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And my show uh, has been on the Voice America network for over two years, and it's been growing consistently every single month. So before I bring on Dr. Wakefield, uh, let me go over his uh, bio. He is, Dr. Andrew Wakefield is a doctor falsely accused of scientific and medical misconduct, whose discoveries opened up entirely new perceptions of childhood autism, the gut-brain link, and vaccine safety. As an insider, the price for his discoveries and his refusal to walk away from the issues they raised was swift and brutal with loss of job, career, reputation, honors, and country, and also his colleagues. And yet he enjoys a huge and growing support from around the world. Wakefield's stance made him a trusted place for whistleblowers from government and industry to confess and download. He has extraordinary stories to share. Wakefield is now an award-winning filmmaker. Despite uh, attempts at censorship, his documentary Vax, the revelations of a vaccine scientist at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed the public mindset on the truth about vaccine safety. Wakefield's is a story that starts with professional trust, Mother's Choice and Consequences, A Quest for Truth and Perseverance Against Overwhelming Odds. 
It is an honor to have Dr. Andrew Wakefield on my radio show. Kristen, it's great to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. And how are you today? I'm well. Um, uh, we're working flat out on the new film. We're in the editing suite at the moment. And it's, uh, it's actually something of a respite to take an hour out of there and, and get on the show with you. Well, I, I know uh, you have a busy schedule, so I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, speak with me today. And uh, so I would love you to talk about this film that will be coming out in the near future. It is uh, titled The Act. Would you be able to talk about it? And when do you feel, it? Uh, like, when will it be coming out? Do you have, like, a date yet of when people will be able to watch it? Certainly. Now, this is... Uh, this is- my third film and I after the second one after Banks I wasn't going to make another documentary and and uh, all the best laid plans uh, anyway I here I am making a, another documentary this is a documentary with a sort of twist it's a docudrama and one thing that has fascinated me for a very long time and has been at the root of current uh, US and indeed world vaccination policy and this extraordinary drive towards expansion of the vaccine program, vaccines for increasingly mild disease, mandates, doctors losing their licenses, scientists being discredited for asking questions about vaccine safety, children being taken from their parents, children being denied access to education. This intense onslaught against the citizens of this country and elsewhere has perplexed me and um, it really had its roots in the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act which indeed Ronald Reagan signed but he was somewhat reluctant to sign when he did and many many Americans don't know and certainly a lot of politicians do not know is that the act was brought in to give the pharmaceutical companies a degree of protection a degree of indemnity from lawsuits against them for damage done by their vaccines, in particular vaccines that were on the approved vaccine schedule here. It was brought in also to provide swift, generous, and um, non-contentious compensation to children who had been damaged by vaccines, the perception that that this number was relatively small. And also it introduced a mandate for vaccine safety, that vaccine safety studies had to be done, and in particular baseline studies like the comparison of health outcomes in vaccinated and unvaccinated children. So that was the, those were the sort of founding principles upon which the act was based. And it really came about because drug companies were making the diphtheria tetanus pertussis vaccine at the time. It was a crude preparation and it was causing a lot of harm, far more harm than was ever really acknowledged. Children were suffering epilepsy, brain damage and death as a consequence of this vaccine. And the industry said, look, this is a relatively small market for us. We don't make much money. We've done our best. We have done our best to make it as safe as possible. We can't make it any safer And if you, the government, want children to have this vaccine as a condition of school entry, then if you're mandating it, you should pick up the tab. Now, that's the story people are told. 
And they're told that the industry said to the government, if you don't pick up the tab for any damage done, if you don't pay for that, then we will pull out of the market. There will be no pertussis vaccine. Children will get pertussis and die, and it'll be your fault. How do you feel about that? That, in essence, was what they were saying. They were blackmailing the government. They held the government's feet to the fire. But that wasn't true at all. That wasn't the story at all. And when I looked into this, and when I got legal discovery documents that had never seen the light of day, I realized that the basis for the act, the story behind it, was something completely different. And that led me further and further into this story of what the act actually was, how it came about, and what has happened to it since. And that from a system that was meant to be equitable, to be fair, to compensate damaged children, to recognize that there were inevitable victims of the CDC's war on infectious disease, then then it, this would be a fair system of providing compensation. But from the very beginning, there was a studied corruption of the act by the federal agencies responsible for vaccination and vaccine regulation, the CDC, the FDA, the National Institutes of Health, because every time a child was compensated, it meant that vaccines can do that. And they did not want people to know that vaccines can do that. And the argument that they put forward time and time and time again is that if we, if we tell the truth to the public, then they will stop vaccinating. They will see, be so appalled by the, the truth behind vaccines that they will stop vaccinating and diseases will return. That's not the reason. The reason is that they, the public will be appalled if they learn the truth and indeed when they learn the truth. But what that will lead to is a loss of credibility of those in public health, those making the decisions. They don't actually care, in my opinion, from what I have examined and studied over the last 30 years about the welfare of children primarily. What they're concerned about is preserving their credibility. And they fear that if the truth comes out, which it will, then their credibility will be compromised. And yet, people will make alternative decisions about vaccination. But it will be exclusively because the federal agencies and public health authorities and the pharmaceutical industry have been uniformly dishonest with the public and the public have found them out. And now the public are starting to reject their views, however hard they push them. And what we're seeing in the wake of this, the unintended consequence of the act, one of them, is that in the face of such rejection, in the face of failing vaccine policy and failing vaccines, people are voting to say, no, we are not going to comply with this. And public health policy such as vaccination should depend upon public confidence in the vaccine policy maker. And when that confidence is gone, all that's left is force. And that's what we're seeing now, is force, coercion. And that is a road to nowhere. That is going to fail inevitably. And the sooner it fails, the better. And the sooner we bring a semblance of common sense to this issue and bring back the confidence of the public to those making decisions about their health, then this situation is only going to spiral out of control even more.
Well, um, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, um, I just want to thank you because you've made such a big difference in this world in a positive way, and I just feel like the truth needs to get out to people, and you will be revealing the truth in this film. Uh, when do you expect this film to come out, this documentary? Well, we're, we're, we're headed for, I think, mid to late April. Um, we want to get it out in the spring. Uh, it will follow on from Vax 2, the movie made by my colleague Brian Burrows that followed on from our original Vaxxed movie. And it keeps this momentum going of informing the public. So April is the plan. It is intended that it should come out in time to influence the presidential election and put this issue front and center in the, the various debates that will be taking place um, in anticipation of the, of the presidential election. But people have got to put this right up there. One of the most important issues of our time, over 54% of American children have a chronic disease. Now one in 33 children have autism. That number is rising inexorably. It doesn't show, so show any sign of slowing. Such that by 2032, one in two children are predicted to have autism. No country can function in such circumstances. So something must be done and it must be done um, by politicians in the very near future. Yes, I agree completely, and I'm just so grateful that you'll be uh, revealing information about the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. I've been waiting and waiting for someone to do this, and finally the time has arrived here. And uh, Dr. Wakefield, do you feel that there's just a lot of people, including uh, parents, that are not aware of this act? Yes, I do, absolutely. I've, I've talked to politicians who express utter alarm and, and they say no 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 absolutely not that doesn't that's not consistent with the free market there is no country in this uh, no company in this country that is exempt from liability under you know um, product liability law and you say yes there is actually there's one most protected industry in this country of all time and that is the pharmaceutical industry for their vaccines and they're astonished. They're absolutely astonished. And you actually have to present them with the law itself, the act itself, to persuade them of the truth of that. And then, of course, they are shocked and, and motivated to do something about it. But so many people do not know. And, of course, it's not pertinent to a lot of people. They don't see the problem. Or if they do see the problem, then if their child is injured, by the time they come to file under the act, then the statute of limitations has run out. It's 36 months. That is so unfair. For every other medical injury for a child in this country, it's 18 to 21 years. So for making it 36 months is a deliberate attempt to shortchange these children because let's imagine your child um, starts to regress into autism. And first, their symptoms are subtle, but they get worse and worse and worse. And finally, a year, 18 months, two years later, maybe even longer because the waiting list for diagnosis are now so long, they finally get a diagnosis of autism. And you go to apply under the Act and you've already run out of the statute. And that's intentional. And of course, the other thing is that the uh, Health and Human Services do not tell people that such a compensation program exists. They're meant to. They are told they have to under the statute, and they refuse to do it. So at every level, the system is stacked against these children who have been injured. And if your child is injured, now in this country, 
You have no recourse to justice in any court in the land. You are on your own. Yep, I actually think this is like one of the worst pieces of legislation ever in history, and it needs to be repealed. Now, where can people go to uh, watch this film? Well, now, before we go on to that, it's a very interesting question, because I started this film, Kristen, thinking it should be repealed. When I read the original act and what its intentions were, then it wasn't a, a bad act. And it's simply that the agencies and the industry have corrupted the act beyond recognition. It bears no resemblance to the act that was actually passed in 1986. If that act was taken and it was rewritten to reinforce the original intent of Congress, then it would be a very different situation. Wow. If children were able to take the drug companies to court, if they did not get a satisfactory outcome in vaccine court, as the act originally intended... And if they could take them to court for product liability cases where the drug companies knew they could have made it safer, but for commercial reasons, they decided that they wouldn't do that, that they would save money and they would effectively let children burn, which is what they did, then they are liable for punitive damages in court. And that is what needs to happen. The industry must be made liable again when there is a vaccine that is avoidably unsafe and they have ignored that avoidability because they chose for commercial reasons not to make it safer. So my opinion is now that it should not be repealed because, um, heaven forbid, something much worse may be put in its place, but it should be um, rigorously revised in order to uh, reinforce the initial intent of Congress and indeed to strengthen it, to get vaccine safety science out of the CDC, away from a corrupt agency and into a new office that is firewalled from the pharmaceutical industry. And there are steps that can be taken to make vaccines very much safer and most certainly not to allow mandatory vaccination. There should be, there is absolutely no case whatsoever for mandatory medical procedures. History has taught us that. It has gone horribly wrong, and we've seen the consequences. So there is no place in medicine for forced procedures. Yes, I agree with you completely. It's all about uh, freedom. And you know what, listeners, the truth is coming out very soon in regards to the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986, thanks to Dr. Andrew Wakefield's who is speaking with me, and we need to go to a quick break. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. 
Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Hello. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. I'm located here in Phoenix, Arizona, live at the Voice America studio, and my special guest is Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Uh, Before the break, we've been talking about his film, The Act, which will be coming out in the near future, and it is in regards to the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. So, uh, Dr. Wakefield, where can people uh, see this film? Right. Well, as you're probably aware, there's been an extraordinary degree of censorship of people in the health freedom, the natural health arena, vaccine uh, safety advocates. And this started really with Congressman Adam Schiff from California writing to the um, social network platforms such as Facebook and Amazon, others people saying that you've got to stop these anti-vaxxers spreading disinformation. Well, this was um, an absolute disgrace, tore up the First Amendment in a heartbeat and prevented a great deal of very important and entirely accurate information getting out to people who needed to hear it. The great thing about this country, though, is that when one door closes, another three open, that the free market economy means that people who have been developing alternative platforms that are, for example, blockchain encrypted and protected and uncensorable say thank you very much. You've just given me an opportunity by shutting yourself out of this market and censoring people. And so what happened some years ago, uh, a group came to me and said, we are setting up a new blockchain encrypted platform that will be a hybrid of Facebook, Instagram and um, YouTube. And we'd like to help you with Vax. And I said, look, we don't we don't need you. We've got these alternative existing platforms. Well, they were right. And I was wrong because those platforms are now gone or fast disappearing. And they are called Sphere, S-P-H-I-R dot I-E, dot dot I-O, sorry. Sphere dot I-O, S-P-H-I-R dot I-O. And they 
called me just before we finished production on the new film, The Act, and said, we'd like to get involved with your new film. And I said, your timing is absolutely perfect. So what will happen uh, come April is that there will be a theatrical release across the country, a release around the world on the new platform sphere. So please, I strongly recommend you. This is going to be a place where people who believe in the First Amendment, people who believe in personal freedoms, health freedom, bodily autonomy, natural health, vaccine safety, can go and safely exchange information, watch movies like the act, without fear of intimidation or censorship. And so I think it's going to be a tremendous success. That's where our film will go. It's free of charge. It doesn't cost any money to, to go there. There will be a modest charge for the film and that will go towards making the next film and the next one and so on and so forth so watch out there will be um, a lot of social media attention at least in the short term on existing platforms until they censor us and then we will be on sphere.io and that's where you will be able to see this film well, I encourage my listeners to watch this film. I've watched uh, Vaxxed, which I absolutely loved. And then uh, I watched recently in Phoenix. I went to a theater and watched Vaxxed too. I love that one. And I plan to watch the act when it comes out. And uh, Dr. Wakefield, you mentioned earlier that uh, you've been involved with the three films. So I know uh, Vaxxed is your film and then also the act. And um, is... Vax 2, your film as well? Or do you have another film? No, no, no. Vax 2 was um, the creation of a great friend of mine who worked on Vax 1. My my um, editor, now turned director, producer, was Brian Burroughs, wonderful Canadian, very, very talented guy, who was um, Toby Tommy, produced Vax 2, okay. which is doing very well around the country and in Canada right now. So congratulations to them. This is the parents' story. It's the truth told by the parents. Um, as Polly toured, Polly Tommy toured the country on the Vax bus. Um, and she's back there again, doing it all over again with Vax too. So God bless her. And um, she's, she's allowing the parents to have a voice that they would not otherwise have had. Yeah, she's uh, wonderful. I have I admire her a lot, and she's been on my show a couple of times now. So, what is your third film? Because you have you have three films, right? Yes. Now, the third film we we years ago, Polly and I had a, a television show in on the Sky News Network in in the Sky Information Network in Europe, and it was a before, during, and after it was a story on autism. It was taking broken families with a damaged child and taking the child and treating them properly medically and healing the family as a consequence. And so, and it was very, it was great. It was going very well. And then we were asked to help a child in Chicago. And that child was a very large, entirely mute boy of 17 who was in four point locked restraints in a major Chicago hospital who had been given upwards of 28 psychotropic medications. It was an utter disaster. It was a clear reflection of the abject failure of the American medical system to deal with this disease properly. We were called in to help. We got him out of Chicago Hospital. We took him to um, New York. We drove him through the night to be seen by an expert gastroenterologist for his 
underlying gastrointestinal problems, which turned out to be inflammation and pain, and, and that was treated, and he was doing well. But he, his mother, and uh, who was estranged from the boy's father, um, went back to Chicago with his godmother, but they were they had no permanent residence, so they were going from hotel to motel. And the problem for this poor boy is that every time he heard a siren, then they were coming to take him away again and lock him up, and he would have a complete meltdown, and he was big and violent when he panicked and he broke the hotel room, the motel room. He was So they were moved on from place to place, and they were getting more and more exhausted. They had no rest. It was Their life was an utter disaster, and then we were called in when he had been readmitted to, a, to the Lutheran Hospital. He was in pediatric intensive care, and they chained him to the bed again and put him on three major, major medications, two intravenously, one intramuscularly, and it was making him worse. And we, it was the most devastating situation to witness, and we left, we went to try and find him somewhere safe to escape to with his mother and his godmother. And in the middle of that week, just after we left, his insurance ran out, so they took off his restraints, took out his IV and put him out on the street. And a week later, he was dead. He had been stabbed to death by his mother in a murder-suicide effort, um, and her suicide effort with the godmother had failed, and they were incarcerated in Cook County, maximum security. A terrible, terrible, terrible story. And on the face of it, it was just a crazy mother who hated her child. It wasn't that at all. It was a mother who'd come to the end of the road. She could no longer bear to witness the suffering of the child, and she decided to end it all. And so we decided to make a documentary. And we did. And she was in prison for four years awaiting trial. She had not yet gone to trial. Um, she'd been charged with aggravated murder, which meant no parole. That, it was, that was it. You were in prison for life. And the I got a call uh, in 2017 from her lawyer, and he said, um, I've just been contacted by the state's prosecutor, and he said, we gather there's a film that's been made about this, Who Killed Alex Bordelakis? And we would like to see it. So he sent them his copy and they called back two weeks later and said, we've now reviewed this film. We can no longer prosecute her in the same way. She will be released next week. And for the first time in American legal history, a film changed, dramatically changed the life of this woman. And so that is the power of film. And this did it for one family. Um, Vax did it for many families. The hope is that the act will do it for many, many more families. So never underestimate the power of film. That's true. It's so true. And, um, you know, I, I just want to mention, like, um, you're making a difference. And I stand behind you and Del Bigtree and Polly, Tommy, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys. And you are always welcome on my show at any time if you ever want to come back and give an update or if you come out with another film down the road. I uh, support your efforts. And uh, before we go to another break here, um, do you plan to come out with more films down the road? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I love filmmaking. Uh, it's my life now. I've got um, plenty of film projects that are waiting on the runway to be done. And once this is out the way and we've 
release the film, I will be starting on the next project. That's wonderful. And I just want to make sure you stay safe as well, you know. Um, uh, so, uh, Dr. Wakefield, uh, I'm located in Arizona, like I mentioned, and uh, you will be speaking here soon in Tucson, Arizona. This will be at the Health and Human Rights Summit. This, is, this will be held March 10th through the 12th in Tucson, Arizona. And if anyone is interested in attending this event and registering, uh, you can go to hfhcoalition.org. That's H-F-H-C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N. Dot org And the phone number you can also call is 520-971-2333. And uh, Drew, who is putting on this event, uh, she will be coming on my show next week to uh, talk about the summit. And what is amazing is that Dr. Wakefield will be sp- uh, speaking at this event. Uh, would you be able to talk more about this uh, summit um, from what you know and what will you be speaking about? I can talk about what I'm speaking about, uh, which is I am going to deal with an issue that I've been studying for many years, and that's measles virus and measles vaccines. And yes. this is the sort of rod that's being used to beat the backs of the public and politicians now. Measles is back, killer disease returns. And it, it's really an insight into studying this virus for 30 years and its behavior and where we are currently and what terms like herd immunity really mean. Um, and where we stand as far as measles is globally. So that will be the subject of of my talk. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, So I encourage my listeners to um, register. If you know of anyone or if you're interested, uh, please register. Uh, There's going to be Dr. Wakefield and um, some other amazing uh, speakers. And uh, so uh, what I'd like to do right now is just go to another quick break And when we come back, uh, I have some more uh, questions for Dr. Wakefield about, I would like to talk to him about uh, the coronavirus, um, the measles, and more. So please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Are you ready to live to 100? 
join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit, with great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks. You just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com, on the Health and Wellness Channel, and also on KFNX. And I'm live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona. And I have uh, Dr. Andrew Wakefield with me, and we've been talking about his film, The Act, which will be coming out in the near future, and the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. Uh, So now I want to switch subjects, and um, there's been a lot in the news in regards to the uh, coronavirus and uh, recently natural News uh, mentioned that there's a vaccine that was just announced. The team from the University of Hong Kong, which already developed a vaccine that is awaiting testing. And I just wanted to get your feedback about uh, uh, this uh, vaccine. That was. <laughs> I know nothing about that vaccine. I and I know very little about coronavirus. Except that because I've been so tied up with this film that I'd yes. really not gone into the, the, the literature in great detail, but I might offer you just some insights that I, I have, and that, that is that some years ago there was uh, the outbreak of a virus which called called severe acute respiratory syndrome SARS. People will remember it by the acronym. SARS was caused by a coronavirus, and it originated from the Far East. At the time, I was in discussion, um, the nature of which don't matter in particular, with an ex-member of the Secret Service in the United Kingdom of MI5, the intelligence agency. And his job there was as a sort of uber hacker. He could hack into the deepest, darkest places uh, that no one else could go. Rather dangerous character in many ways. And one day he came to us after the SARS outbreak had been announced, and he said that he was on his computer, <laughs> whatever that might, may, might mean, and he had found 
in a secret site that the SARS outbreak had originated from a bioweapons facility in China where there had been an earthquake which had destroyed in whole or in part this bioweapons facility. And he immediately got a call after that from his minder at the Secret Service to say, you mustn't mention a single thing about what you've just found out and behave yourself in future. And that kind of went away, and I didn't think much more about it. But there you go. It all comes back. Is this another leak from a bioweapons facility? Could I ever you know, confirm that story? No, but it was so extraordinary and so unrelated to our sort of business at the time that I, I have no doubt uh, that it was entirely plausible. Um, but there we have it, that coronaviruses do appear to have been developed as bioweapons, or at least in bioweapons facilities. Uh, and it is odd, isn't it, that a new killer disease emerges. It's, it, we, we, we know most about most of the viruses that infect humans and cause us problems. Um, so to have a new one emerge in a specific location, a very discreet geographical location, I don't know where, it is, is extremely odd uh, in terms of viral behavior. So there we have it. You know, it's um, it, my my suspicion is that it is was developed in some way as a sort of bioweapon or as an experimental virus, and um, we really interfere with nature at our peril. We do these things um, at great risk because we do not understand what we're doing. We think we do. We think that because we have the ability to manipulate these things genetically. We are in some way able to exert dominion over them, and they laugh at us. Uh, they mock us, and, and it reminds me a little of Jurassic Park in some ways. But nonetheless, here we are faced with a dilemma, particularly in this country where they've cried wolf so many times about viral infections, um, such as the swine flu epidemics that have turned out to be no such thing, um, with forced vaccination causing Guillain-Barre syndrome and other major health problems, that the public have become somewhat wary, somewhat skeptical when the CDC announces another problem. And if it is the fact that SARS, that this new coronavirus is a major problem, then if people do not heed the CDC because they don't trust them, then the CDC have got themselves to blame. And beyond that, I am... Uh, as concerned as anyone. And I applaud the efforts of, of the federal agencies and the government to take control of the situation and do something about it in the near future. It may well be in order to contain uh, this infection and to isolate those who are infected. But um, it still worries me. It comes back to this issue of it is perhaps the case that we should never have seen this virus in the first place and that it was developed for all the wrong reasons. It's appeared for all the wrong reasons, and now many people are go going to pay a price for that. Will we ever know the truth? No. One, because the Chinese will not tell us the truth, and two, because our government will not tell us the truth, even if they know it. So we will be kept in the dark, speculating um, about as to the origins of this problem. But um, beyond that, I know no more than the man in the street. Yes, I'm just uh, so tired of the dishonesty, you know, I'm just sick, I'm just tired of it. But I believe the truth always prevails. And uh, right before I um, 
started talking to you this afternoon. I uh, walked into the studio here at Voice America, and one of the executive producers was talking to me about the coronavirus. And he said if it spreads, then all of a sudden the government is forcing people to um, – you know, have this vaccine, the coronavirus uh, vaccine. He asked me, would you, um, you know, would you uh, have the vaccine? And I told him, absolutely no. No way. I, I just, um, I'm not a fan of vaccines at all, and I would never want a vaccine. I don't want uh, toxins in my body. I'm very health conscious. I live a very healthy lifestyle. And so, uh, Dr. Wakefield, I want to move on because uh, I want to talk to you about the measles. You're an expert uh, when it comes to the measles. And uh, I had Polly uh, Tommy on my show in the past, and she said that anytime like, she wants to learn more about um, the measles, <laughs> that she reaches out to you because you're the expert. And just recently in the news, uh, WebMD, and this is for 2020. Uh, mentioned that the measles returns to California and measles hits LA with five new confirmed cases. And there's an MD, a physician, and he basically, uh, and this is in the WebMD article, uh, basically he stated that anyone who is not vaccinated should know that exposure causes a high risk of getting measles. And also it's mentioned that uh, people who have gotten two doses have over a 97% chance of not running into trouble. Uh, do you have any comments about this um, article and about the these confirmed cases in uh, California and L.A.? Well, the first thing is that when in 2015, when there was the Disneyland outbreak and there were cases around America, what they knew at the time, but what they didn't tell people, is that 37% of the cases were caused by the vaccine. What they did is molecular sequencing of the gene of the virus that was isolated from people, and they determined that 37%, you know, approaching half of the cases, were actually caused by the vaccine. They didn't tell anyone because they were trying to pass mandatory vaccination laws in California. And if they'd said, well, look, um, at least a third and approaching half of the cases are actually caused by the vaccine, they would not have passed that law. So they deliberately and dishonestly kept that information to themselves. It was never intended for public consumption. So we're not getting the truth. It is extraordinarily dishonest. Second is that if you get measles, well, so what is the question? By the time the vaccine had come in, there had been a 99.96% reduction in case fatality rate for measles from 1920 to 1960. It was becoming a dramatically milder disease. If we'd not interfered with vaccination, it would have gone on becoming milder and milder till it was nothing more than a sniffle. But man had to interfere. So these are the facts. They're not my data. These are published data from anywhere else in the developed world that it was becoming a dramatically milder disease. So measles as a child, had its benefits. It gave you lifelong protection from the infection. And if you were a woman, once you were infected and had lifelong immunity, you gave very good transplacental and breast milk immunity to your babies. And so they were protected during that critical first year of life. That was natural herd immunity. And those two components, lifelong immunity, protecting you from measles, 
as an adult when it was more serious or as a baby when it was more serious meant that there was a dramatic fall in case fatality rate and the vaccine came along and effectively destroyed natural herd immunity. In vaccinated mothers don't give good immunity to their babies so they're no longer protected. The vaccine does not work for a long time and therefore you're susceptible to measles when you're older and it's a more severe disease. So those two crucial components of natural herd immunity have been destroyed by vaccination policy. Uh, what we now know in this country from studies in blood transfusion units and published um, in reputable journals is that we no longer have adequate immunity. They can no longer use the blood of people who've been vaccinated to produce what's called hyperimmune globulin to, you know, antibodies from the blood of people to protect people who cannot have the vaccine because they've got some immunodeficiency. That blood no longer meets the FDA's requirements for protective levels of antibody because the vaccine does not produce protective antibody. We do not have protection anymore. So the idea that two doses of vaccine are protective 90% is simply false. And um, it's propaganda put out by the CDC to reassure people the vaccine has failed. And one of the reasons that they are forcing mandatory vaccination on the people of this country right now is because the drug companies know their vaccines have failed, and once people realize they've failed, it's game over. So they have to push those laws through very, very quickly. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is fact. Yes. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, this, I just want to <laughs> thank you for the wonderful information. You're so knowledgeable. And I just want everyone that's going to watch the film, the act, to uh, I, I want just to in, inform their legislators as well. I want the legislators to watch this film. I want I want the politicians to know the truth. And um, I um, they're just I'm just frustrated right now because it's just uh, there's so many lies and there's censorship out there. And um, but I appreciate you. Uh, making a difference and standing for the truth. And I just want to, um, and I, uh, I went to uh, Drew's website. I told you that uh, Dr. Wakefield will be speaking in, in Tucson. And I've read about you, Dr. Wakefield, that you've uh, published over 150 original scientific articles, books, book chapters, uh, and scientific commentaries. Um, that's incredible. I had no idea. Until well, I had a career. <laughs> I had a different career at one time. And now I'm a filmmaker. So uh, who knows where you're going to end up next. But um, I fully intend to continue in this issue until I can no longer contribute. And um, it's too important to walk away from. And uh, it's not about me in the end. Despite all the stories that are told and the lies that are spread, it, I don't care. It's not about me. It's about the next child with autism or brain damage or severe allergies or inflammatory bowel disease. And it need never have happened. It need never have happened. And those children need help. They have problems. I don't. Yes. Um, yeah, it just uh, breaks my heart with all these... Uh uh, you know, children that have these vaccine injuries, it just it's devastating. And so we're at the end of my show, Dr. Wakefield. Uh, do you want 
Do you have any last comments that you'd like to uh, make to my listeners? Oh, I do, to you, Kristen, thank you very much. And if your show ever is threatened in terms of a platform, then go to sphere.io. I commend everybody else listening to go there as well. They can also go and listen to my podcast. We put out a podcast on a weekly basis, uh, Andy Wakefield podcast, on all the usual podcast platforms. And um, I will look forward to being in Phoenix next month. Okay, well, um, it was a pleasure to speak with you today, and I thank you so much for making a difference. And I definitely plan to listen to your podcast. I had no idea. That's so amazing. So thank you so much for everything that you've done to make a difference. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Take care. And listeners, bye-bye. And listeners, that was Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Uh, We talked about the film, uh, The Act, that will be coming out very soon and this National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986. And I would love to hear from you, so please uh, send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com, and let me know what topics you would like to hear in the future. I love, you know, um, receiving emails from my listeners, and uh, I have some big plans for 2020 as far as... um, upcoming episodes that I'm looking forward to. And if you'd like to learn more about me and the services I offer, go to perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I offer hair analysis, quantum biofeedback, also Nest Health, and in the future, brainwave entrainment. I'm located in Arizona, but the nice part is I can work with uh, clients uh, worldwide. And then my speaking website is kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. I'm, I'm a health and wellness speaker. And just recently, I was invited to speak in Detroit, Michigan, about health and wellness. And uh, we'll keep you posted on that. And I would appreciate it if you could give this show a five stars on iTunes, and I'm also, the show's on other platforms as well. Really appreciate it. The show is all about holistic health. It's all, it's all about getting healthy, but taking a natural approach. And this show is all about the truth. Thanks for tuning in and wishing all of you a healthy and happy week. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.